0: To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. It's one of the great budgetary mysteries of this government. In 2019, to an astonishing amount of fanfare in the well-being budget, $1.9 billion was set aside for mental health.
1: Taken together, the investment in our mental health priority is worth $1.9 billion billion dollars. <laughs> Mr. Speaker, I want every mother, father, brother, sister or friend who has seen their nearest and dearest suffer to know that we have heard the call and we are answering it. Mental health is no longer on the periphery of our health system. It is front and centre in all of our well-being.
0: So there was plenty of hype, and yet years later, no-one seems to know where the money's gone. Five years ago, we had, for example, 608 beds for acute mental health patients, 608, and today that number hasn't changed. The Minister of Health, Andrew Little, is with us. Very good morning to you. Yes, good morning, mate. Saw
1: you on the news last night. You look embarrassed. Are you? Um, a few things. Uh, I'm not embarrassed about the um, nearly 1,200 extra frontal loan roles that we've put in place uh, since 2019. Um, that uh, 18,000 New Zealanders used the benefit of in September alone. The the annoying part is the uh, five construction projects that were funded out of that um, that budget are still. They're all sort of planned and land has been identified and. Um, contracts have been let for four out of them, four out of five of them, but they still haven't started and they should have done. Um, But there are are a total of 16 projects, mental health uh, infrastructure projects, all in various degrees of sort of starting or completion. um, And they will add more beds um, and they will come on stream over the next sort of two to three years.
0: So if we say three years, that will then make it eight years and counting since you've
1: moved a single bed. Is that acceptable? Well, no. Um, uh, for, sorry, the figures that you're using, the um, and the figure that was released, I think, to the news outlet started with 2017, the numbers actually fluctuate from one year to the next because of... Not much. Availability. Yeah, a wee bit. And, and, and well, started. 608 so, to
0: 619 is uh, not really a big fluctuation, is it?
1: Yeah. So so in terms of construction projects, we'll add beds, but the other thing that will um, add capacity is the thing we did in the $100 million extra we put in this year's budget, which is community beds, because the big shortage now, the people who run our mental health services tell me, is places to discharge People have been through an acute mental health episode but need to go back into the community for their rehabilitation and there's nowhere for them to go. So we're adding beds through that process as well. But the big thing, the big difference that's been made since 2019 and the issue that was identified in the report in 2018 was people with mild to moderate mental health issues not getting access to any services at all. Hmm. That that explains the 200 extra roles we've put in place and the 18,000 people who used them in September alone. So you're addressing the mild, not the acute? Yeah, and, and often uh, getting uh, addressing people's mild issues is, means they don't get acute. So um, the other thing, of course, we funded was the Mental Health and Wellbeing Commission, which is the independent monitor of our mental health services, because that had been abolished by the previous government. It's important that there is an independent... Uh, kind of overseer to make sure that a mental health services is getting the attention that it deserves, well, it clearly is, and isn't. that we're keeping abreast with the challenges. Hence yes, we are this morning.
0: The 608 beds that you've got at the moment, uh, uh, is that a supply and demand issue? Are there more people wanting those beds than you've got?
1: Yeah, well, we know in acute services there is, um, there is uh, high demand, not, not all for beds, some of it is outpatient uh, services, particularly for child and adolescent mental health services, because it is a highly specialised area, and getting specialists to do that work is, you know, we're in the international market for that. Um, for but, adult yeah, but, but, but this, services, is, this, again, is, this goes back to 2017, Andrew.
0: Demand. This is not yesterday mm-hmm. and last week in COVID. This goes back to 2017. Since 2017, you haven't moved a single bed, 608 to 608. Uh,
1: but when I was, you, asked, you asked about demand for acute mental health services. Yeah, I'm just no asking, needs, is, 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 were you meeting, well.
0: so were, do you need more than
1: 608 mm-hmm. beds? No, we don't need more than. Uh, we don't need more than. Um, we don't need a lot more beds. What we mainly need is beds in the community, and what we need is more um, outpatient services. That's where the big demand is that we're struggling to meet at the moment. What was the bit you were describing last night as biggering belief? Oh, um, so in the dying days of the DHB world, um, the Bay of Plenty District Health Board told me that the, the two mental health units that were scheduled uh, for them to have they didn't need them anymore which, which didn't seem right to me I, I said no you're going to have them the Te Whata Health New Zealand Board reviewed and said yes no we need them um, and, uh, and now I get told literally a couple of weeks ago that the site for the Whakatani mental health unit, the new unit, has now been declared sort of geotechni- geotechnically um, unavailable or unsuitable, so they're now going to find a whole new site. I mean, that's, it's just kind of a, a series of, of, of those sort of mishaps. Who
0: are the bigger um, buffoons here? Are, more...
1: are you out of your depth, or are the people
0: running the various health services in this country out of their depth, or are you all out of your depth?
1: We've never had good capability when it comes to infrastructure, big infrastructure projects across the, when it was kind of the DHB world. Um, even the big DHBs were, were not big enough to run a comprehensive uh, sort of construction, oversight or project management sort of process. I'm confident that with, um, with Te Whata Water Health New Zealand and the people they've got in the infrastructure and investment group, they've got some really good talent there that has picked this stuff up I, the advice I think they're giving me is, looks way more realistic than what I've, I was ever getting the last sort of 18 months, and I'm confident with what they're saying. And they've given me their sort kind of um, detail about kind of where things are at in terms of letting contracts, having the land ready to go, all that sort of stuff. So a num, number of projects will kick off over the next sort of um, six months or a year or so, but it, it has taken a long time to get there. Too long. It shouldn't have done. Uh, Sean Too Robinson. Long.
0: Who's the head of the Mental Health Foundation? Is in the paper this morning. To me, it basically paints a picture of a response to mental health that is failing completely. Things are overall getting worse, not getting
1: better. Is he wrong? Um, well, I, I don't accept that. I think that if you so look he's at, wrong. The fact that we, uh, well, Sean is. Um, look, I've got a huge amount of respect for Sean. I, we talk occasionally, uh, and he's very clear about you know his what he wants to see more of, which is not just the institutional stuff, but the you know, more access to people being able to help themselves. And I agree with that. And it's part of kind of what we want to get to. He but, says you've completely uh, lost the plot. Um, yeah, I don't don't accept that. When I, mean, I get around and talk to both the users of the frontline mental health services we put in place over the last couple of years or two and a half years and the providers of those services, they all tell me what an incredible difference it makes. And I've spoken to two groups of young people who um, wouldn't use their school sort of services, but used the access and choice services from their GP or the, the local youth health clinic and said it just made an incredible difference. So I don't accept that for one moment.
0: OK. I take it you've read the piece that Radio New Zealand is running at the moment, written by a mother who took her daughter to the emergency department. This is changing subject slightly. Yeah, sure. Have you read
1: it? Oh, I no, I haven't read it. No, but I have. I am aware that the New Zealand Nurses Organisation has now said that it is part of a campaign that, that they know. Well, it's about. not a campaign. Uh, they, 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 her daughter was waiting
0: for ten hours. Uh, my daughter. Let me read you this. My daughter had asked me yep. why it was called emergency if we were fifty third in the queue. I observed that the system looked to be broken. She, this is a nurse, nodded in agreement. She said that if I was at all motivated, I should contact the Health Minister, Andrew Little. His office email and phone number were on a card the nurse handed me. The nurses have all tried to have their voices heard, but to no avail. They now need everybody's help. How come it's got so bad?
1: Um, well, I, I meet with the nurses' organisation uh, and, ha- and all the issues they've raised with me. You know, I've responded to with the benefit of officials and Health New Zealand and what have you. So the stuff we've done in terms of uh, recruiting extra nurses in the short term, um, getting extra nurses into our nursing schools, getting graduates. So doing the long-term stuff as well. Not just, and, and of course, what happens in ED isn't just a problem of ED. It's the rest of the hospital. It's the rest of the health system. So working on getting more GPs putting more funding into all those sorts of things. We have funded 8,000, more than 8,000 extra positions in our health system or hospital system over the last five years. The challenge we have is workforce. If we were really serious about the workforce issues, we would have started this 10 or 15 years ago. We're doing stuff now that that should have been done then. We had, we're getting on with it now. Um, but that is, the, that is the situation. What I do to our health workforce, our frontline health workforce, and the managers who are managing them and the difficult situations they're in, is that they are doing an incredible job under very, very difficult circumstances. It doesn't I help that. them. They're, um, hand, they're but, handing but, out, it just but, strikes me but, as an observer of this, Andrew, that when
0: nurses in ED are handing out phone numbers of the health minister because they're that desperate, something's gone horribly wrong. And they're telling that story, and you're coming on programs like this telling us that, yeah, things are a bit difficult, but no big deal. I mean, you're either in a parallel universe or they're lying.
1: No, no, no. well, you're being dramatic, Mike. Um, I'm not saying things are hunky-dory. I'm saying things are really challenging, very seriously challenging. But as... Many commentators have also acknowledged this isn't something that's happened overnight or in the last two years or the last five years. You don't run down a workforce in, you know, in a couple of years' time. It takes years and years to run it down because you know, other people in decision-making roles didn't make the right decisions at the right time. We are in major catch-up mode. That's no comfort to people who are waiting 10 hours in an ED. I get that. It's no comfort to the health workforce. We have to look after people in those circumstances. We are doing what we can in the short term through immigration, through enticing former nurses back into their roles, those with overseas qualifications who are here and want to nurse, getting them, supporting them at $10,000 a pop to get their registration so they can get nursing. And we're doing the long-term stuff as well. But that will take some time to have an effect. Appreciate your time as always. Andrew, Little Health Minister.